You're listening to the Bull Girls Club podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. I'm Kat. And I'm Tristan. And we're here to teach you how to feel worthy, wealthy, and wild. We're here to slash the stigma and shame around wanting more for your life so that you can finally believe you're worthy of the wealth you desire by taking risks and bold action. Listen up, babe. You aren't made for a realistic life. You are made for an extraordinary life. It's about damn time we spill the tea on our best kept secrets for stepping into your next level self. So it's time to stop being realistic, start taking risks, and rise up into your potential. It's time to take the leap, ladies. Welcome to the club. The The Bold Bold Girls Club. Yay, I think we're going. We're going! mother of god (laughs) oh my god (laughs) hello everybody who's on today let's see some faces yeah yes yeah let's see some names fucking facebook wouldn't let us in guys sorry it was trying to be (laughs) trying to be a bougie bitch and not let us in (sighs) how dare welcome to the virtual penthouse the alicia edition Hey! <laughs> hey! What were we saying the theme song is for this episode? Money. Money. All I really need is money. money. All a bad bitch need is money. money. I got bags in the coop. Busting out the roof. I got bags in the coop. Watch it, I'll shoot. Wow. <laughs> yes. Talking all about abundance today, bitches. But I think we wanted to celebrate each other first, yeah? Fuck yeah. What are, what are some wins? Since we can just claim our bragging rights. Every woman gets to claim bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Can we just shout out Anna right now and celebrate her? Because she just booked some readings. <gasps> yes, so Anna! So excited. Woo! Congratulations! <laughs> Hell yes. I want to read the comments on our Win Wednesday post. Yeah. Let me find those. Because there were some great ones on there. For sure. Great ones on there. While I find it, what do you guys want to celebrate? I love that we're doing this because that's such a thing with that ties into abundance mindset, right? Because sometimes we get so caught up in what we're doing and ego takes over that we don't stop and celebrate what we're actually doing. Like I attracted three clients the other day. I was like, holy shit. I didn't even stop and celebrate that. So it's like the more you acknowledge what you focus on expands, right? So if you're focusing mm-hmm. on your wins, you're going to get more wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Steph wants to celebrate that she feels super on track and hella accomplished because she just created her very first brand book Flash guidelines that she's designing for one of her clients. Stuff is like a graphic design extraordinaire. Yeah. So, yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Let's see what else. Let's see what else. Hella excited. I know that we have Love a couple it. more on here. So, Christina wants to celebrate that yesterday she did a deep dive meditation and did some massive processing with our girl, Ashley Rose. Ooh. Yes. Mm. She shed and healed a layer for herself based mm. on a past, past life session. And she's now moving on, creating another life that excites her. 
And last but not least, she energetically invited herself into the high vibe club of success. Yes. Yes. Hell yeah, Christina. All right. I just wanted to celebrate those babes publicly because they were balls out there. What do you mamas want to celebrate? All right, I'll go. I'm putting I'm putting together a webinar that I'm really excited about. So I want to celebrate that real quick. Relationship webinar. Is it too early to spill the beans on what it is? You want to keep it under wraps? Give us a little taster. It'll, it'll be it'll be on communication on how to have amazing communication with your partner. Love it. Partner, yeah, 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 yeah. Communication. I'm just gonna go deep, deep. I love it. I'm so excited. What about you, Alicia. I finished my new course, Wealth Code. Yes. If you guys haven't seen it, holy shit, it is beautiful. Ooh. It is so beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's so oh, powerful it's too. Fucking amazing. I'm literally like doing alchemy in it on everybody that takes it. Like the energy in that in that container is no joke. Yeah. It's gonna shake up some lives. I love it. Mm. Love it. I'm gonna celebrate that I've been taking less on each day and I have cut my work in half, which is like huge for me because normally I book myself every single minute of the day and I'm a fucking crazy person by the end of the day it's not cute Mm -hmm. it's not cute that's something if I could celebrate I'm over it hell yes yeah yeah chose freedom for a reason baby cheers to that all right Alicia the floor is yours mama Take it. What you want to talk about today? Mm, what you want to tell us about your mm, fabulous mm, self? Mm, mm. Be girl. Oh, thank you, Anna. Yeah. So, if you don't already know me, hi. What's up? <laughs> I'm Alicia. I'm soulpreneur, abundance extraordinaire. My sole mission is to let women everywhere fucking know that they are worthy and deserving everything that they desire. I empower all my babes to take bold action in their everyday lives, tap into the power of limitless potential and abundance, learn how to create an unapologetic income, impact, and freedom, and know that it was always meant for you. Mm. So a little background about me, um, I've been in the personal development space for almost a decade now. Wait, no, over a decade. Holy shit. Um, I have a psychology, uh, degree. I started, that's really what got me into this entire realm of mindset work and how powerful our minds and beliefs are. And so I dove into that. I think I was like 15 or 16, um, was suffering some trauma, just like, as we all do with being teenagers, you know, being bullied um, incidents of, of assault. I was in an abusive relationship through college. So all those events combined, I was literally sitting in my, was it clinical psych? I think I was in my clinical psychology class. And I sat there and they were talking about the seven deadly sins of a relationship. Kat, you would know this. But I'm like, I'm looking at the list and the guy I was with at the time, I was like, oh my God, he literally does every single thing on this list. And I, it clicked and I was like, I gotta go. I can't be in this, right? 
And it, it literally took seeing that to be like, no, I don't need to be stuck in this. I get to take my power back. I get to be whoever I want to be, right? Because very much of a relationship was controlled. Like I was controlled in who I could talk to, what I could wear, um, what the fuck I looked like, right? So snapping out of that and being like, no, <laughs> I'm going to take control of my life. And many years later, you now see this. <laughs> So yes, it's been an interesting road. Um, after having the background in psychology, I was like, I don't know if I really want to actually be a psychologist. That was my thing. I was sitting in, you know, filling out applications for graduate schools. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like, but I love it. I love the mindset work. And I, I kind of strayed away from it for a little bit because I went and got a master's in nutrition and so I had the nutrition background and I was like, oh, well, I really am interested in it. So that's what I should do. Right. And then when I met you guys and I started tapping into the power of mindset and the power of belief, especially self-belief, I decided to go back to my roots of psychology and go back into the mindset and the, the personal power and where the abundance comes in is that, was it a year and a half ago? I truly hit rock bottom financially. I had like $4 in my bank account. Um, I was sick and I couldn't afford chicken noodle soup. I was literally living alone at the time. I was like on my bathroom floor crying. I'm like, how did this happen, right? You hit that rock bottom and you're just like, how did I get here? How did this even happen? And so it was then that I decided to make money mindset, a priority. I'm going to heal my relationship with money because wherever this is, and at that point I was already dabbling with the law of attraction and manifestation just a little bit. Um, and I was doing it all through college and through my psychology degree. I just even fully realized that I was doing it. And once I acknowledged it and acknowledged the power of it, I had so many monumental shifts. And like, even when I was bartending, I was setting energetic minimums around what I could create as far as money. And I always made it every single time. Oh, every single time. And then I dabbled into entrepreneurship and I'm like, well, whoa, what if we combine these babies? You know what I mean? Because strategy is something that is so heavily taught. We're just like pumped strategy till the fucking cows come home. And it's like, yeah, strategy is a piece, but it's not all of it. You know, you can't sell if you don't believe that you're actually worthy of receiving the money that you're for the thing that you're selling. So that's when I was like, okay, this together is powerful. And so I committed to my relationship with money. I committed to the concept of being a wealthy woman. And that's who I decided to embody. So I want to do something fun. I want everybody in the comments to commit to being a wealthy woman. I commit to being a wealthy woman. Mm. I want to say it. Mm -hmm. I commit to being a wealthy woman as I raise my champagne and my pinky in the air. Okay. (laughs) I commit to being a wealthy woman. Fuck yes. That feels so good to hear you say that, Kat. That just made my nipples hard. I love that. That's so yummy. Everybody put that in the comments. You want to see yes. it. Yes. 
it feels so good to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. And two, like if you say that out loud and you feel in like the vibration of the expansiveness and how good it feels to say that, lavish in that, roll around in that. If you find yourself getting contracted or maybe shrinking a little bit when you say that, then we got some money mindset work to do. And that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So once I started to commit to focusing on my money mindset and changing my relationship with money and changing my relationship with debt and getting out of scarcity, because that is a pattern that it's so easy. And that pattern, the lack mindset, it just drops in and it creeps in like a little cat in the night. It's like, what's up, bitch? Just creeps in on you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so learn. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Scarcity. (laughs) But yeah, it just creeps in on you. So trying to combat the scarcity mindset and work your way through that, it's a process and you have to commit to it. But let me tell you, once you do, and you finally decide that you are worthy of receiving and that you get to create whatever level of income you desire, it's ultimately up to you. There's nothing stopping you from what you want to create other than the false beliefs and truths and lies that you tell yourself. There's nothing else standing in your way. And once I started working through that, I unintentionally created a 10K month, then an 11K month, and then a 9K month, and then a 12K month. And so it was like, boom, 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 oopsie, oopsie, oopsie. So that was what my minimum is, or was, was the 10K. I mean, now I'm growing, I'm going bigger. But once you set your standard for what you are energetically available for and you commit to it and you trust that it's going to come and you trust that it's going to be there for you, you get to create it again and again and again and again. And it's fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look at all these women that are committing to being a wealthy woman. I I am committed to being a wealthy woman. Yes. Tara goes, I am committed to being a wealthy woman. Anna, I'm committed to being a wealthy woman. Hell yeah. Everybody else watching, put it up in the comments. Let us see you. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, I just want all the women to know that they can create whatever they desire. They just have to get behind it, work through whatever self-sabotage comes up, Sometimes it's fear of being judged for wanting the things that you want. Sometimes it's truly believing deep down that you're worthy of receiving it. That's a big one. Or sometimes it's overcomplicating it and making it harder than it needs to be. That's a form of self-sabotage too. There's not enough to go around. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, there's not enough of it to go around, whether it's like clients, yes. money, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's scarcity mindset. That's lack mindset. Mm-hmm. And so there's not enough to go around, but here's the thing. The pot is finite. There isn't this little pie that's pre-decided that says, well, Tristan gets this piece of the pot and Kat gets this piece of the pot. And Becky over here is going to have to be in poverty, but we're going to give this bitch over here a um, million dollars. Like that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about it like that, you're like, oh my God, that's so stupid to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. But remember, we're only 
the possibilities we have are only as expansive as we allow them to be. If you stay in limitation, if you stay in scarcity, then that's what you'll continue to create. But if you get caught up in all the possible ways that money can come to you or that some, whatever you're desiring, clients, whatever, and release the resistance around it, because when you're forcing things, especially forcing strategy, forcing content, forcing an offer, it just creates more resistance around earning money. Yeah. 1000%. What's coming up for you guys as you're listening to this, put in the comments what is really resonating with you. If you have any questions, if this is like landing for you, put it in the comments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Christy goes, no contra- no contractions. I was gonna say contradictions. I'm like, what's contradicting, girl? No contractions here. Yep. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll just give you a quick tip. I want to know. So- Go ahead. Oh, okay. Let you know. Um, let you not on me. I glitched. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> no, I think it's my shit. It's my internet. <laughs> mm. So if scarcity is something that comes up for you. The next time you spend money, the next time you release money in any way, I want you to practice gratitude for spending and spend with joy, spend with intention before you swipe your card for whatever you're paying for. If it's a bill, if it's your cup of coffee, whatever it is, get into gratitude, get into so much gratitude for whatever you're purchasing. So I spent like $300 a Whole Foods the other day. Old me would have been like, oh my God. And I would have been like adding up on a calculator, like how much everything adds up to. But I spent and I spent freely and I was so grateful for the groceries that I just purchased that I get to nourish my body and create health. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I'm blessing myself. I'm blessing the Whole Foods employee who's sitting in front of me, who has a job because I'm spending money. And then whatever she chooses to do with her paycheck, maybe she buys a little girl's dance classes. Like think about the actual ripple effect that happens when we spend. Like it's such a beautiful way of circulating money because ultimately money gets to circulate, right? And if you're not circulating and you're gripping it tight as fuck, then you're going to be stagnant. And if you're holding on to money and you're gripping and you're gripping it really tight, you're giving the vibe off of like well, I don't trust it to come back to me. And this will ultimately block you from receiving more. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. it's just, it's getting into gratitude and just saying like, by not only by purchasing, I'm blessing myself, but I get to bless others with that too. It's such a big shift. It's such a big like it just, it feels so much different in your body when you spend from a place of gratitude and you think oh, about yeah. the ripple effect of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anna says this is resonating with me so much. Oh, yeah. Yay. And then Amparo says, love this. Yay. I hope I said Thank your name you right, babe. Do. I'm sorry if I didn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's Amparo. Yeah. I feel I like, her. um, I feel like that also allows you to be really conscious of like the downstream of where your money is going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then you can be like, I want to spend my money at local businesses or I want to spend my money on my friends and loved ones that maybe have their own businesses or whatever. Like 
And then that allows the cycle, I think, of gratitude just to be completed mm-hmm. even more strongly, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. So spending from a place of joy, spending from a place of gratitude, and spending from a place of intention. Because mm. we don't want to spend to fill a void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kat, you were going to ask a question. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what, like either grudges or like animosity in like relationships, what that plays in, what that means for your money. Like if you have like shit energy between like a person, does that make sense? Like, do you mean like you and your partner aren't on the same, like financial frequency or like a grudge towards a person and you're not letting shit go and you're not releasing that, like you're not forgiving a person for something. Mm-hmm. Or like, like I have like a weird relationship with my mom and I have a really hard time like letting go of like old shit. Like, does that tie into like my money mindset? Does that play into that in any way? Mm. I mean, I would think so because if you were holding on to things, especially grudges, I don't necessarily know that that would make you a open channel for receiving Mm -hmm. specifically from that person. If you're holding on to a grudge, then you're not open to receiving anything that they present to you, whether it be money, whether it be compliments, whether it be any sort of them trying to reach out to you. My father and I, we don't have like the best relationship. And for years I was like, nope, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want anything to do with him. And the second I dropped the resistance, the second I dropped that energetic resistance, he came in so much kinder and actually like, I don't want to say it was like he gave a shit, but the relationship changed, the dynamic changed. Mm-hmm. So I think that what you resist persists mm-hmm. and what, what you focus on expands. So if you're focusing on a certain incident with a partner or a certain person, if you continue to focus on that, it's going to expand. It's going to further expand whatever reality you're living in. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I would venture to guess that that also, Alicia, let me know if I'm on the right track, but I would venture to guess that that also like impacts your ability to receive from women in general. Like if you have a hang up with your mom or if you have a hang up with your dad, that's mm-hmm. probably going to impact, like if you have a hang up with your dad specifically, the ability to receive from other men, especially mm-hmm. like people that you're really close to, like partners, like romantic partners, people that you're really intimately connected with and that feel like they're kind of protecting you in a way. Yeah. I would imagine that that would fuck with your relationship with just like men in general or women in general. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. And that's the thing too. So like I, I mentioned how my father and I had the best relationship. So I was very self-sufficient for so long. I did not let a man take care of me because I was always conditioned by my mother, bless her soul. That was always like, you don't need a man, create your own money, do this. And I thank her for that. I really do. At the same time, it made it hard for me to receive from men because I was so focused on taking care of myself and being the independent woman and priding myself on being this independent woman, right? And it took hitting rock bottom for me to be able to receive from my partner because he was like, let me help you. And I was like, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. no. And he's like, let me help you. And I finally, I finally gave in. And when I did, when I let go of that resistance, more money came. What was the resistance about though? Like, what did that mean to you to let him help you? 
Mm. It was, it was coming from the place that I've always done things for myself. Right. So by accepting help, I would be giving my power away in some point. Mm. Right. And receiving is so interesting because we're conditioned from a small age that we can't receive. So, and this is nothing to do with our parents. Our parents, they do the best they can, right? But like, you can't go hang out with so-and-so because you were bad. You can't have that money or allowance because you talked back or you didn't clean your room. You can't have that piece of chocolate because you were naughty. So we associate receiving with punishment and we end up punishing ourselves. Like think about how many decades we've been punishing ourselves and blocking ourselves from receiving. It also sounds like blocks to receiving having to do with fear of stipulations around getting what we want. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or maybe even believing we're worthy of what we want. Mm -hmm. There's that deserving factor there because if you're told that you can't have something because you were bad, you feel like you can't receive them because you're not deserving or you're not worthy. Is that resonating with you guys? Anna goes, the sisterhood wound probably blocks your ability to receive from them if your ideal client is women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spot on, baby. Mm-hmm. That's so good, Anna. And then Christy goes, I was very independent, but my dad always tried to buy my love um, so he didn't have to show up. Because of that, I found em- I found emotionally unavailable men who wined and dined me. Luckily, I found a very sweet, good man eventually, but it took me doing a lot of self-growth. Yeah, Christy. Yeah, Christy. Mm-hmm. First of all, congrats. Congrats on your man. Congrats on the self-growth and <laughs> totally, totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the, I feel like our parents and like our initial caretakers really set our patterns for like giving and receiving. And yep. desire to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's nothing right or wrong. You know, our parents are only doing the best they can with the tools that they have. Like our grandparents are from a very different generation and our grandparents' parents, you know, grew up in a lot of scarcity. They grew up in scarcity and they grew up in a time when it was okay to beat women. So like, I feel like we're the first generation that is making such a conscious effort to heal ancestral trauma, to heal our shadows, especially with all of what's going on in the collective. We're doing a collective shedding, but I really feel like we're the first generation that is committing to that and committing to growth and committing to healing that, especially around receiving and especially around asking for what you want. Because remember our parents' generation, like you were okay with what you had and you were okay with being comfortable. And that was that. And I think that's why they hate us millennials so much because we are unapologetic about what we want for ourselves. Whereas their generation is like, Oh, you don't ask for that. You don't talk about that. Like you, you're okay with just getting by. And if you want more than that, then you're greedy. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Money doesn't make you a good person or a bad person. It just amplifies who you already are. So if you're already a shitty fucking person and you have money, you're going to do shitty things with money. The world going to find out real quick that you're a big asshole. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a tool. It's literally just a tool. But here's the thing. Like, I know if you're in this group and you're listening to this right now, I know that you're going to do good things with money. Mm. 
And money needs to be in the hands of more soul-driven women so we can make a fucking impact on the world. So we can support small businesses. So we can help people that are less fortunate than us. Because think about it. If you're, if you're afraid to earn money, right? Because being rich makes you greedy or whatever. And if you're afraid to receive because you're afraid of the person it will, it'll make you be, because remember like for the longest time too, being spiritual and having money wasn't a thing. Like there was a big taboo around being spiritual and trying to earn money. Oh shit. Speak to that, baby. That's a good one right there. <laughs> okay, baby. Okay. <laughs> that That's is a it. bomb dropper right there. Oh yes. Yeah. It's for, this is for my spiritual girls. I'm talking to you. I am talking to you. We've got some spiritual girls up in here right now. Listen up. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Here's the thing. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was going to die a second. Okay. So here's the thing, babes. If you don't ask for what you want, right? If you don't sell, and if you feel guilty around asking for money, this is not serving anybody. It's not serving anybody because let's think about this for a second. Like you can't help others. How are you going to help and make the impact that you truly want to make, that you truly want to make on this earth plane? Because I know you're soul driven. I know you want to help for causes. How can you do that if you won't earn the money? For real though, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. no, seriously, like just think about it from the perspective of the way that you want to be able to take care of your clients. Yeah. Like I want to be able to spoil the shit out of my clients, Mm -hmm. like send them gift baskets, like take them on retreats, treat them to incredible experiences that all costs money. And that's not anything selfish for me. I mean, believe it. I get to enjoy that too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I get to go on those experiences too. Yeah. But that absolutely money. Yeah. It does. Being alive costs money. Running a business costs money. So how are you going to help others if you aren't earning money? Mm-hmm. We got to drop the stigma around earning money. Get unapologetic about it. Someone just dropped a comment. I'm going to keep it anonymous because it's a little bit revealing. (laughs) One of the bold girls just said, I just had a crazy realization when I'm not open to receiving in general in my life, Mm -hmm. I don't orgasm. (laughs) And then she goes, let me tell you all about my life. And then she goes, I just like my own comment because holy fuck. Yeah. 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 Lucy just dropped a comment that says, for me, it was the opposite. My parents always gave me money and gifts. They showed their love for me this way, both working full time, even weekends. I didn't take initiative to learn basics in life either. So when I moved out, I was struggling for a couple of years, but now I've learned and grown from it. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just curious, Lucy, did you feel abandoned by money and resources when you had to figure it all out by yourself? Like how did your relationship with money shift once that happened? That's a great comment. Love it. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy that like, I didn't even realize that like I had a relationship with money. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, what are you talking about? It's just money. Like, what do you mean? Like, that was such a big, like, realization for me. Like, first of all, that I had a relationship with money and that, like, oh, fuck, it was bad. Yeah. And I had to work on it. I'm like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. But how great is it that we can? Like, like you said, it's just a resource. It's energy. I fucking love that. Yep. I absolutely agree, babe. Because here's the thing too, like if we sometimes may not realize that we're blocking ourselves from receiving, but if you're not ready and willing to receive, you are telling the universe not to give it to you. You're telling the universe you don't want more of that by rejecting um, compliments, by rejecting gifts. Like anytime that you're able to receive, absolutely receive, take it and be like, fucking thank you. And get into gratitude about it. Because the more you receive, the more you accept gestures, gifts, money, whatever, it gets you in the receiving mode and it allows of more things to come to you. Mm-hmm. If you reject it, you're sending out a giant message to the universe that says, I don't want more of that. Mm-hmm. So anything you receive, whether it be money, whether it be fucking gifts, anything should be celebrated and celebrated mm-hmm. enthusiastically and be like, fuck yes, I'm a magnet for money. I'm a magnet for receiving. Holy shit. And by declaring it and getting into that momentum, like you will receive more through the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I have> to... <laughs> oh, yes. shit. Someone yeah. just dropped a comment. They're like, I open my pussy to daddy universe. <laughs> yes. Daddy universe. Yes. Open it. I fucking Open love it. you. We were oh having like a God. super serious conversation about receiving. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, she shit. just spreading it. Spread your legs and receive, girl. I love Open. that. I love it. Yeah. Open. Yeah. I love How it. Many, like, I feel like receiving compliments and praise is something that most women shut themselves down to. They don't believe they're deserving of it. I've had, I've struggled with that in the past and I still get uncomfortable. If it's one person, I'm okay. But if it's a group of people, I'm like too much attention, Mm -hmm. too much praise. I don't like it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I have to really let it sink Mm -hmm. into my body. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I like reject it like right away. Like all of it. Like I have to feel it and let it like, let it penetrate me. <laughs> Daddy universe. Daddy universe, come in hot and penetrate me. I'm ready to receive. We need to make a song. Oh my God. I am open and willing to receive any and all blessings. Thank you. Thank you, Daddy universe. Yes. <sighs> you guys. Oh man. Yeah. And then in response to that question from earlier, I was asking Lucy if her relationship with money changed after she figured out that she was on her own. And she said, yeah, I was very much concentrated in money and material things and always concentrated on not having enough. And of course, never had enough because my mindset. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because yeah, remember what we focus on expands. So if you're focusing on the lack thereof, then that's what you're going to continue to create. You want to talk towards your desire you want to be a match for your desire. You don't want to be against it, right? Mm-hmm. So 
And this goes for like clients too. Like if you're selling and you're trying to get clients, if you're showing up in a place of lack, if you're showing up in a place of scarcity or desperation or any sort of energy like that, people can read your energy when they, whether you think they can or not, when they read your posts, when they tap through your Instagram stories, they can feel your energy and they won't buy from you and it won't convert if it is coming from a lack space. Every single fucking time I put out an offer out of scarcity, no matter what the cost was, it didn't convert. No one bought it Mm. every time. And this was right when I was starting to pivot and I pumped out like a $40 meal plan, which was actually 75, but I discounted it. And then I was running like the last couple rounds of my old metabolism course. And I discounted that too. And it didn't sell because I was doing it out of lack and scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a question and I have a question for you too, but Kiara asks, do you believe in saving when your pattern is spending right away after receiving? Perhaps it is like basking in the abundance before spending right away. Mm. Do you want me to repeat it? Yeah. Do you believe in saving when your pattern is spending right away after you receive money? Um, I think that's like what feels like good to you, what feels joyous, what feels intentional, but we're also like respecting and honoring money as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if we talk about like intentional spending, like we obviously we want to be spending with intention, right? So before you spend, get into the place or just ask yourself these important questions. Is this bringing me true joy? Am I spending on something that serves me? Am I trying to heal myself or fill a void or an actual need or desire? That sort of thing. Like ask yourselves those questions before you, before you spend. And this also goes with energetic minimums and maximums around money too. Because if you don't feel worthy of a certain amount in your account, you're going to get rid of it. So I see that pattern too, where people don't feel worthy of holding on to the money, so they go spend it. So like, let's say for the example of um, like lottery winners. So they get this giant lump sum of money, right? And they're not necessarily an energetic match for it. They don't feel worthy of it. So what do they do? They spend it all. They go broke. So when we talk about spending and earning, I think earning is important. And then I think keeping it is important. And then eventually it's like, okay, then I can focus on the other things. But I think in the beginning, when we're learning to be an open channel for receiving, I think earning and receiving is the biggest part because eventually you will have more than enough. The lack will disappear. Does that answer your question? Yeah, she said, thank you so much. Um, Could you repeat the questions? I'm not sure what question you're speaking directly to. I'll repeat them for. What was that? I'll repeat them for. So before you spend, are you spending on something that serves you? Are you trying to heal yourself or fill a void? Or is it an actual need and desire? Does it bring you true joy? And are you doing it out of gratitude? And is there an ROI? Those are so good. <laughs> because we don't want to spend out of fear. And we're not spending out of a place of lack Mm -hmm. and we're not spending to people, please. 
So in turn, when you end up honoring yourself and honoring money, it will honor you back. It's literally, it sounds like the way you talk about it is like treating money like your boo thing. Yeah, it's your bae. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, yeah. thank you so much. So good. Okay, awesome. You're so welcome, baby. Love you. Mm. Can I ask my question? Yes, of course. I feel like this is this is really good for coaches too. And we have a couple, I think most people watching right now are coaches. So this is perfect. So mm-hmm. when you're in like launch mode mm-hmm. and let's say that you hop on a couple calls with people who don't turn out to be yeah. great fits. Like they turn the, they turn the offer down. They don't end up closing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you go into lack and you're like, Oh my gosh, those are the only people I've been talking to right now. Where am I going to find anybody else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's too, that comes from the strategy, like the heavy strategy. Like I need to go find the clients. I need to go, find them, right? I have to chase them down. I have to stalk them. I have to get into their DMs because that's what we've been told to do. But what if you just naturally attracted them? What if you didn't have to chase them down? Because what you want to be doing when you're in a launch, you want to be in the energy of it's already done. It's already happened. And choose to receive this or something better. Because Ultimately, when you get into the energy of it's already done, you're confident that it's already done and it's already coming to you. If you throw hope, wish, want, any of that into the, into the mix, you're sending mixed signals and those words are very lack-based, right? Because it hasn't happened for you yet. But if you're like, no, it's already happened, it's already done, and you trust the universe to bring it to you or bring you something better, And that it happens for you in divine timing, because I think we're always given what we need. So say like you wanted, maybe you wanted eight clients for your launch, but you end up with four, but the four you have are fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And maybe you find out that like, Hey, maybe I wasn't supposed to have eight in this group. Mm -hmm. So always trust that it's working out in your favor. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to do. And whenever you find yourself reveling in conclusions or, evidence of things you don't want. So like you, like say your cart's going to close soon. You don't have any sales. You're starting to freak out a little bit and you're like, Oh my God, like this always happens. I never make any sales, blah, 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 blah. You are reveling in that and you are giving that momentum Mm -hmm. and you have to get in the expectation. But of course, of course, I'm going to get everything I want (laughs) because that creates that vibrational grid that supports what you create every time. So make sure it's like truly what you want to create and not give it any lack momentum, right? Mm -hmm. And the trust piece, the trust and the surrender piece is literally the hardest part of manifestation. It's literally the hardest part because it requires dropping the control and trusting that you'll get the inspired action, you'll get the download, trusting that you'll receive exactly what you need and trusting that you're going to get it in divine timing. And that's the hardest part. It literally is. Surrendering control is the hardest fucking part (laughs) because so many of us are control freaks and we just want all the control, right? And so when there's 24 hours to your car close and you're like, it's not happened yet, that's when the real work starts. That's when you really have to believe. That's when you keep believing and you keep believing and you keep believing until it happens because that's what manifestation is. 
It's the practice of believing that you're going to get what you want until you actually get it. You don't give up five minutes before the cart closed. You don't give up five minutes before the miracle, right? It's the unwavering trust that you're going to get it. Because in another reality, it's already done. If we want to talk like quantum fields and quantum realities, like in another reality, it's already done. There's a million different versions of your own reality running around right now in the field. <laughs> All different versions of you, right? And it's just catching up this one to the one you want to go to, the one you want to jump to. I don't know if it's the champagne or everything you just said. I think it's everything you just said, but that feels so good. <sighs> so good. And then let's see, Lucy says, I really resonate with that question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kara it's a vibe. Says, yeah, she's like, we're given what we need. We're always given what we need. So many of us have lingering control in our collective unconsciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then Lucy says, thank you for that question and the answer. I'm practicing on my unwavering trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a conscious effort because everyone struggles with self-doubt. It creeps in on everybody. Mm -hmm. Even the multimillionaires you think that don't have it, they still have it creep in. They just choose not to let it take hold because they know how to switch momentum. They know how to redirect their thoughts. They know how to redirect their beliefs. And they know how important it is to be a match for what they want. Mm -hmm. So they won't hang out in scarcity because they know it doesn't serve them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. And then I think Christy just asked a question. She says, how do I bring more aligned women into my private group? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Alignment is such a good topic because I feel like when you're in alignment, literally everything happens so easy. Like everything just unfolds. And if you aren't aligned with your offer, if you're not truly aligned with your client, like it's not going to convert. So what I like to look at alignment is like alignment is flying to your destination. It's like taking the PJ, right? Well, like, yeah. For those who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> While it's like hustle means driving to your destination and you're going to get there a lot faster when it's something you can fully get behind. So it's the action of receiving the feminine energy and the masculine, which is the hustle and the strategy, right? So alignment means that you want to make choices that are embodying who you want to attract, who do you want to attract? So you're looking for more aligned clients, soul aligned clients, I'm guessing. That means embodying the version of that client. So how can you show up as the person that you want to attract? And if it's aligned, because remember alignment is doing things that feel fun, feel easy. It's not doing anything out of shoulds. It's not doing anything simply for money. And if you're doing something because you think you should be doing it because everyone else is doing it, this comes especially with strategy, like that's not alignment. Mm-hmm. And I see this with offers too. Like people put out an offer just because everyone else does and that doesn't sell and they wonder why. And it's like, well, it wasn't an alignment for you. Alignment is like attracting your match, right? So I think as long as you embody that version of the person you want to attract, you're going to attract her. If you're embodying somebody who 
is worried about attracting shitty clients and maybe like whatever, whatever you are, you're going to attract, right? If that makes sense. So if you're in the space of maybe a lot of self-doubt, then you're going to probably attract clients who are doing the same thing through the law of attraction. So what I really believe alignment to be is getting to do what you love and knowing it's worthy of compensation. To me, that's alignment. Does that, does that make sense? (laughs) Alignment, alignment feels easy, light, free, excited versus like misaligned will be feeling icky about selling. If you're in alignment with your offer, you're not gonna be able to shut the fuck up about it because you love your offer. But if you're misaligned, there's going to be a reluctance to invite people in. You're going to expect people to say no. You're going to run and hide when it comes to selling. You're going to feel devastated at every no. So just get in the vibe of everything is working out for you. You are attracting soul clients. Everything gets to be light, free, exciting, and easy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that feel so much better? Way better. Yeah. Yeah. And she says more specifically, though, in my private group, where do I attract those women? Where do I attract those women from since it is a private group without ads? Oh, you're talking about a Facebook group, honey. I thought you were talking about a coaching Oh, Gotcha. Okay. Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. So in my private Facebook group, where do I attract these women from since it is a private page without ads? I've gotten some Facebook. I've gotten some from Facebook personal page, but that's limited. But yes, the alignment part is helpful too. Definitely being the woman you want to attract works. Okay. So how do you attract aligned women into a Facebook group that you have? Mm-hmm. Or, or, Christy, are you looking for strategy? Sorry, babe. We thought you were talking about a group coaching program. <laughs> no worries. Facebook group. That's what's up. No okay. worries. But yeah, there's so many, there's so many ways to attract clients without doing ads. I mean, you can host a challenge and have the challenge be in your Facebook group and promote the challenge on your personal Facebook page or Instagram page and be whatever it is you want to, you're going to be teaching in whatever offer you're promoting, right? You can do, have it be like a three day, like mini challenge or training series or something and invite them into your group. Yeah. The invitation I think is super important, but also the women that you have in your group that are aligned ask them to invite in a couple of friends because more likely than not the women that are already aligned that you have in your group that you love are probably going to know a couple of bitches that are really badass that are also in line with what you're trying to do in your group. So I would say like, ask them to just either refer people or invite people in, you know, the more the merrier for sure. And that's the best way to kind of expand your reach too. Like, I, I swear to God, you guys do not pay for advertising a day in your life. Word of mouth is where it's at. Like mm-hmm. just using the power of your existing network is so valuable. Yeah. So valuable. So lean on the people that you already know that are really aligned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes back to like celebrating yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like what we were talking about earlier and what you were saying, being grateful about like the money that you have or like the people that you already have, the clients you already have, 
mm-hmm. and celebrating what you do have that brings doesn't that bring more energy to attracting other people mm-hmm. or other things towards you yeah absolutely so it's so it's it's such a fucking process like mm-hmm. it's it's it feels like work to me so like I, I know that I'm still like working on that shit but it's like always catching myself and then like redirecting it and like reframing my thoughts I'm like it's such fucking work but then at the same time like it's so good mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're absolutely right so if you're focusing on the women that you have like no matter what the size is like those are humans those are humans that want to follow your work. They want to know what you're doing. They want to know what you're posting. They want to be in your energy. That's fucking amazing. Like if it's five women, if it's fucking 30 women, celebrate that. That's what, however many humans that want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're focusing on how there's not enough, if there's not enough women in your Facebook group, or if there's not enough clients, then you're just further perpetuating that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was what I was going to say, Alicia, is like, ask yourself why you're concerned with your numbers mm-hmm. and what you think isn't possible with the existing group that you have in your uh, in your Facebook group, like the numbers that you already have. Because can, like one thing I think Kiara says this is uh, she's like, imagine if you had let's just say you have 20 people in your Facebook group. What if you had 20 people in front of you? that you are teaching a class to or pitching a program to or doing whatever in front of, if you had those 20 people physically in front of you, how would the energetics feel in that scenario versus in an online space? Because technically it's very much the same, right? There's still 20 human beings. You just can't physically feel their energy and see them in front of you. So it feels like you don't have enough but like, I think the person that shows up the most and the person that is like the most proud and loud about what they're creating is the one that's going to quote unquote win. Like they're the ones that are going to have the thriving business. You know what I mean? And so it's just like being loud and proud of what you're doing and sharing it and talking about it and like, you know, sharing posts from the group outside of the group. Yeah. And she goes, I also have 23,000 followers on YouTube. What the fuck, girl? The Get fuck? out of here. Get out of here with that scarcity. I don't think so. Okay. All right. You're on the hot seat now. I also have 23,000 followers on YouTube and not the engagement I should. So yeah, trying to work that out. It's probably an energy block working on it. I love the imagining them in person idea. Yeah. Imagine if you had 23,000 thousand people in front of you that's like some tony robbins shit and if that is some tony robbins shit that is some tony robbins shit and if the engagement is low it's just the messaging babe it's just the messaging they're following you for a reason that's Mm -hmm. it that's it it's figuring out the people that are following you more right and adding value and utility yeah, 23,000. Get out of here, girl. She's like, oh, well, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Kat, I, I totally hear what you said about it feeling like work. Um, when I first started doing this work, I'm like, oh, my God, this is really overwhelming. But it's a habit. It becomes a habit just like anything else. So when you find yourself and like something, a belief that isn't serving you, if it comes up for you, you have to be like, okay, wait. 
that's not serving me. And you want to switch up your momentum and switch up your thought. And I love using this tool. It's what Abraham Hicks refers to as the 68 seconds to manifesting. So what you do is like you hold a thought for 17 seconds, get that vibration. And then you reach for another one. And then you reach for another one and you get and reach for another one. And then you get that momentum going and you revel in that vibration. So it's like, um, let's see, should we do one around money? Um, let's play. Okay. Let's play with money. So money has never been an issue. Money has never been a struggle. Money loves me. Money comes and money flows easily. And damn, I love money so fucking much. And it's always there to support me when I need it. And it's always taking care of me. And it pulls me into so much overflow. And I literally have so much abundance. I don't even know what to do with it. Like, do you feel that? Do you feel that that momentum? Mm Damn. Do you feel that vibration? Like when you literally, and it's so easy to just rampage. And I'll do this sometimes in my journal. Like if something comes up, I'll be, I'll like write the belief and I'm like, I'll counteract it and just rampage for, it's literally 68 seconds mm-hmm. and just choose better thoughts. And when you go and you rampage like this, you literally change your momentum, you change your vibration and you end up becoming a match yeah. for what you want again. And you can feel the energy just growing and growing yeah. and growing. I fucking love that. Yeah. I love it. I just ran about money all day long to myself. Mm-hmm. That's so good. <laughs> I have one more question. I don't know if anybody else watching has any questions. If you do throw it up in the comments, but I have a question about law of attraction specifically when it comes to, Mm -hmm. you know, if you are a coach and you are in a launch and maybe you start to notice your thoughts going down a path of lack and scarcity and fear, how do you kind of not necessarily redirect? Because I know the redirect is just to think thoughts of you know abundance and like this is all happening for me and kind of redirect yourself that way yeah but I guess it's like anchoring yourself into that you know what I mean like the full trusting component like what are some things we can do to really trust that it is all happening for us and that it's all gonna happen the way that it needs to and that it's already happened and it's coming towards us right we just need to continue taking action mm-hmm what are some daily things that we can do, like, especially around a launch? Cause I know pretty much all of us are getting ready to launch something, right? Yeah. So what are some things that you do in launch mode that help you stay aligned with like that high vibe energy? Yeah. I mean, I like to rampage about money. Like we just did. Mm-hmm. Um, I also keep in mind too, like no matter what happens, obstacles are detours in the right direction. It's one of my favorite quotes from Gabby Bernstein. So if something isn't working out for you, reassess, trust that you're being redirected for a reason. Like for me, I had four failed launches, flop flop launches in a row. So I was like, fuck, am I not meant to do this? Like what is going on? And I was like, no, I'm going to keep pivoting and trying something until I find something that really works for me. Right. So it's just getting into that place of abundance. So how can we get into a wealthy vibration? Is that really your, que- your question, Tristan? Like how to, um, it's kind of like when you notice yourself, like I'm going to be really honest with you. Okay. Yeah. When I notice that I start to have like lack mentality or scarcity, or especially around having conversations with people that I would love to have in my program, but it just doesn't quite work out for whatever reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Like they were a perfect fit. And those are kind of the thoughts that start to happen. Yeah. 
those thoughts are going to happen, but then what do you do to more powerfully correct, like what you're attracting to you? Because if you continue in that thought pattern, you're going to attract people that don't want, you know, that aren't great fits that aren't aligned. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you see where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So I know it's hard when you get a no, the key is not reveling in the no, trusting that it's making space for someone better to come in. Or maybe that person is a yes, they're just not a yes right now. Mm. So I think it's just getting caught up in the abundance momentum, trusting that you are attracting exactly who you're supposed to be attracting for whatever reason, and really, really fucking trusting, which is hard, right? Mm especially when we look at numbers and we get, we get upset about numbers in our bank account or numbers in our launch. And I just want everyone to know like the current number that you have either in your bank account and your sales and number of people in your program right now literally doesn't mean anything about you, your worth or what you get to have. Like everything that you want and desire is there for you and it's there for your, for a reason and you are meant to have it. We just have to get out of our own way, right? So that means changing any beliefs when they come up personally for me, like I like to create luxury experiences for myself all day long to stay high vibe. So for me today, my luxurious experience was this beautiful champagne flute that makes me feel like a bougie bitch. Um, it's just just making the conscious decision to create a luxury experience. So like if you wake up and you're like, this is the best day ever, I'm going to have the best day ever. It's a beautiful day. It's a new day because every day we get to start fresh. Like literally, actually every minute we get to start over. What you did five minutes ago doesn't even fucking matter. What matters is what you choose going forward, right? So you get to change it. You get to change all the time and create that luxury experience for yourself. So wake up, be like, I'm having the best fucking day ever. My coffee is luxurious. This blanket is luxurious. This water tastes delicious. Like literally luxury and abundance is an experience you can create in your own mind. Mm -hmm. So what are some ways that you can fill up your abundance cup when you're in a launch? Is it getting a manicure? Is it getting a massage? I know we're kind of limited right now because of Rona, but whatever it is for you that fills up your cup, is it a cup of tea? Is it a cup of coffee? Is it a warm blanket? Is it chocolate? Is it yoga? Is it meditating? Is it masturbating like what what is it for you that fills up your abundance cup that just makes you feel so luxurious and delicious because that's like the energy you want to be in in your launch that's how you become a magnet and you just become this this level of attraction right I love that yeah Christy mm-hmm. goes love that bougie bitch flute <laughs> isn't that um, beautiful yeah it is beautiful I'm gonna get mine out and use that shit every day even for water <laughs> Yeah. I drink um, sparkling water every night out of a wine glass just because like it makes me feel really luxurious. I love that. Why not? Like lip gloss. There's there's something about lip gloss that makes you feel luxurious. Like whatever it is that, because what what works for me is going to be different than what works for you. So whatever it is for you that makes you feel good, makes you feel abundant, that you can tap into that, I can use it. Oh, use yeah. it all the time and you literally will end up becoming a magnet for attraction yeah I love that yeah I've been wandering that. around my house in my heels 
I love that. You texted us last week. You're like, I just made a picture of margarita in my six inch heels. My six inch heels. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Like we save these things for a special occasion. Like, bitch, I am the special occasion. Yep. Like you that shit. (laughs) If we ever make merch, that's going on it. Bitch, I am the special occasion. (laughs) It's so true though. It's so true. It's so Love true. It. Like saving, like that's another um, scarcity lack mentality thing is saving things for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Every day is a special occasion. I was doing that. Like I have a beautiful um, YSL bag. It was like one of my first presents to myself. It was something that I really wanted. And I never brought it out because I was afraid to like ruin it. Or I'm like, oh, it's not a special occasion. And I'm like, you know what? Like what's the point of having this bag if I don't fucking wear it? And when I look at it, it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. And when I look at it, I feel fabulous. So got that baby out of the closet and now she comes out all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Christy goes, when, when we make merch, not if, are you guys going to buy merch if we make it, especially if it says I am the special occasion. I feel like we need to put bitch on the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a mug that says like, I am the special occasion bitch or mm. something like that. Oh man. I have mugs made for, um, my pay in fulls mm. and they say abundance is my vibe. Mm. on them and then on the other side it says i am an open channel for receiving any and all blessings i love that because mm-hmm. yeah when you I need one of when, those. You at, when you look at that i'll send you one when you look at that every day and you like sip out of it and you're like damn i'm an open channel <laughs> yes ma'am cheers to yes, that ma'am, I I'm a one from you. <laughs> well i'm not seeing any other questions but i do i have <laughs> a request for us to like wrap up on so what if we made like a like for people specifically that are coaches that are like in launches, right. Mm -hmm. That are dealing with like going through the process of sales and promotion and all these things. Can we make a, when a no happens mantra and then when a yes happens mantra. So when a no happens mantra would be to get you back into abundance. And when Mm -hmm. a yes happens would be to like celebrate the shit out of your. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so for when a no happens, the mantra can be, I I am always being divinely guided and trust that everything is working out in my favor. That's good. So when you get the no, it's not, who knows what it could actually be, or it could be universe saying, this person is a fucking nightmare, I'm saving you. (laughs) You know? Mm, I love that. Yeah, because that's another thing too. I think I've been saved a couple times from people that were probably a nightmare. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, I was upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that again? I trust that I am being divinely guided and everything is working out in my favor. Yes. Okay. So that's the Mm -hmm. mantra for if you guys get a no or if something doesn't go the way you think it should have. Mm -hmm. That's to get you back into abundance. Yeah. Yes. How is this working for me? Yes, mm-hmm. Christy. Yes, girl. Mm. Yeah. Love and then it. when when you get a yes, you can say, always say thank you. Say thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm an open channel for receiving. I love money and money loves me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. 
I love money and money loves me. Yes, it does, baby. It does, baby. Yeah. Yes, baby. <sighs> so good. Well, I'm not seeing any other questions. I'm kind of monitoring comments. Is there anything else you wanted to share, baby? This has been so fucking good. Yay. I personally have taken a dime and a half from it. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I like get on like a riff and a rant and then I'm like, come out of it. And I'm like, huh, (laughs) what just happened? Where did I go? (laughs) I know. I know. Sometimes I feel like Esther Hicks. I just babble and I'm like, whoa. Um, Yeah. Let's just close it out too with like being grateful for debt because I know debt is a word that's really heavy for some people. So a concept that I've started to play with that has been so liberating is being grateful for debt. Like what a beautiful concept that somebody is lending me the money so I can have the thing right now. Debt is literally just a choice to pay things off over time. It doesn't need to mean anything more than that. So what if we were thankful for it? Like, thank you credit card companies for letting me book that vacation. Thank you Capital One for filling my fridge. Thank you, Discover, for helping me purchase a gift. Thank you, car loans, that let me drive this car that I love while I pay you in installments. Thank you, student loans, for letting me go to school and letting me pay you back. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And start feeling grateful for it. Because when you feel grateful, too, for the money going out, and that goes for debt as well, you're allowing space for more of it to come in. Because what happens is everyone puts so much focus and intention and fear and anxiety around debt. And that doesn't make us a match to allow more in for us to pay it off. So if we're just fixating and focusing on it, this only exacerbates the fear, the doubt, the dread, the worry, the shame, right? And we are meant to enjoy our lives. And this not only goes for debt, but it goes for everything else too. Like things only have the meaning that we give them. Things only have the power that we allow to give them. So what if we stopped giving our power away when it comes to our money? What if we took our power back when it comes to money, with our relationship with money, with our relationship with spending? Like how much better (laughs) would that feel? And focus on earning and enjoying your life. I'm not saying like wrap up, rack up all your fucking credit cards. Like that's not the vibe either. That's not honoring money, but it's allowing that perspective shift that puts you in a place of freedom. So you're able to earn and receive and attract more. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Lucy says, thank you so, thank you so much for this wonderful session. I learned so much. Yeah. You're so welcome, Lucy. I love thanking debt. Yes, baby. Yes. So good. So good. Yes. Bomb.com, yes, yes, yes. Alicia. Oh, thank you, Mama. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you for joining us at the virtual penthouse. We hope you enjoyed. If you're catching the replay, do a hashtag replay for us in the comments and drop whatever questions or comments that you have. Let us know if there's anything we can celebrate you for. Brag about yourself get into that abundance and gratitude mindset Mm -hmm. get you the life you want yes (laughs) ma'am what's up you magnificent queen you we have so enjoyed having you stop by for this episode of the bold girls club 
And if you are loving this podcast, you know what would absolutely tickle our fancy? If you dropped us a rating and review, some more fabulous females can find us. And if you have a fellow queen who needs to hear our message that all women are worthy of living a life that gives them all the coochie tingles, then share this episode and tag us in it so we can celebrate the fuck out of you. Love you, queen. And we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Bold Girls Club.